Hola, film fans. It's Baron and the Doc here with the next episode of That Reminds Me Of. This episode, we are talking about standard, or in Spanish, estándar. Very nice, very nice, Doc. Uh, this is the show, if you haven't seen us before, where we look at films, we talk about them, we talk about the films we are reminded of when we watch the film, thus the name of the show. And uh, just a warning for everyone, it's very spoiler heavy. So if you are worried about that, now's your time to leave. Otherwise, watch on. You probably pronounce it more like estándar, don't you, in, That's in right. Spanish? That's right. It's my gring, gringo gringo accent yeah we're we're not going to get any of it right <laughs> and all of the names of all of the wonderful people in this film we are probably going to murder as well just a heads up for everyone watching yeah, that that's what we do <laughs> that's what we do This film, I'm going to just open really confidently and say that I frigging loved this film. I knew you would love this film. I had a great feeling that this is a doc film through and through. And it is. I got to say, I enjoyed this film, but I didn't love it like I knew you would. However, there was a lot to love in this film. Yeah. Look, I, I probably, if you told me what the flaws were, could probably see them, but they didn't jump out at me. I was only just loving what I loved. Um, so I, I reckon let's just jump into this, baby. Let's jump into it. And I think we should start with a synopsis for all the people who know nothing about this film. And Doc, it's your turn. Take it away. Great. Well, it's about this chap called uh, Tomas. Thomas. Tomas. Let, 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 let's let's um, say it's Tomas, but for the sake of our sanity let's just say thomas for the rest of the episode <laughs> sounds good because <laughs> we're aussies um so thomas works in a supermarket stacking shelves um he loves his job because he's he's an oddball a concessive uh, no concessive obsessive <laughs> console obsessive compulsive oddball um and he gets a kick out of keeping all the shelves in order and all that sort of stuff so we're introduced to thomas first and then the cast of characters in the supermarket. So there's the fishmonger, um, there's the butcher who has this sort of sexual relationship with the cuts of meat, uh, <laughs> there's the gossipy checkout chick, and then there's Laura who is another checkout chick, but she also happens to be the daughter of the owner of the supermarket. So that's really where everything happens. Yep. And the inciting incident in the whole show is that Laura goes missing and then Tomas or Thomas uh, stumbles upon her in the freezer so she's seemingly dead in the freezer he makes this ridiculous decision to then take her home um, almost kidnap the dead body and puts a blanket over her you know looks get, gets really creepy with her really quick and quick sidetrack do you think yes. he did that because he wanted to clean the place up like he couldn't handle the thought of having a frozen body in the freezer of his perfectly ordered supermarket well you're getting way ahead of the game but okay um i think so i think so um <laughs> craziness all right continue it, it is utter craziness um but he does he, he takes her home and uh then then eventually she wakes up and you see little symbols you know, signals that she's going to wake up like her fingers moving and stuff so you know it's coming then she wakes up. He convinces her that they're in a relationship 
and you know that she she's just lost her memory and then she believes it sort of and then they go ahead trying to solve the mystery of who it was that tried to kill her and that then is the crux of the um the plot and they they ultimately find out who kills her and i think we can go back and talk about the rest of it from here it's full of very strange choices this film the whole way Mm. through because there are a particularly odd group of people all of them they're in that very european style um that you you catch in some sorts of some european films where all the characters are like bigger than life they're Mm. complete oddballs and maybe in little villages in spain totally normal to come across like a whole bunch of these people in a supermarket i don't know but um like i've seen this before in other films so it was was interesting Uh, and because they're such oddballs the decisions they make are endlessly entertaining like they're just not like nothing you would normally see in in films that you're used to and you're suggesting that's typical of people in, you know, small towns in Spain. <laughs> I think so. that's, that's, <laughs> that's what they're like. That's the only conclusion I can make from this. <laughs> not, having, that having not, not that they're great. Other. <laughs> not that they're great creative filmmakers with a, you know, <laughs> yeah. highly charged imagination. Just that's what people are like in Spain. They literally walked into a supermarket and looked around and went, yep, <laughs> write that guy down. He's a, he's a character. Yeah. <laughs> Geez, they're they're colourful characters though. Like, what did you um? You said you enjoyed parts of it. Name something that you enjoyed for starters. I enjoyed immensely the oddball Thomas, the main character. Um, He looks like I mentioned. I texted you this just after I watched it. Old male Greta Thunberg, like that's that's right. That's what he's just got this thing about his face. uh, And that aside, he's sort of going around really busy doing odd little things and he's kind of the perfect character to put in the middle of a murder mystery Mm. uh, because he has all of the attributes of like a Sherlock Holmes in a way except he's just nothing like Sherlock Holmes you know he he, he looks at all the details but um and all the little things and tries to put together the the case completely off the mark most of the time uh, but it's just, it's just, and he was such an entertaining character that I went for a lot of the ride simply because of him. He he was compelling, wasn't he? And mm. just so fun to bloody watch. And you're right, the he's like a detective because he, he's he's by nature keeping everything in order and taking notes of everything. It's a perfect just just that starting point from the filmmakers is really really clever to use that character. And I also love that, therefore some of the ways he goes about solving the mystery are all very specific to him. Like he's for some reason kept a little journal full of, Mm. you know, all of the habits of every customer that walks through the door. For instance, one of the guys only ever grabs the third product back (laughs) on the, um, on the shelf. And on this certain day, he seemed flustered and he, he grabbed the first product. So he must be, you know, like right at the top of our suspect list, things like that, you know, it's just good fun. Yeah, he he makes between them between he and Laura, they determine what uh, the what is required to solve the case. Okay, who is acting strangely? He dis- he works that out, and yep. then that equals that person's guilty. So he has a, this really straight ahead way of interpreting things, which is so so funny. Absolutely, um, you mentioned Laura. I yeah. liked Laura as well. I thought the mm. two of them had a good chemistry. 
And I kind of thought of Laura as a little bit like a uh, Spanish Anna Kendrick. She just had like that same energy to her and mm. a great smile. Like every time she lit up, she drew you in like you wanted to see what she was going to do next. So those two at the center of this, um, I really enjoyed. And I thought that there was some nuance to their characters. Mm. I and know what reason- you're going to say. You're, you're <laughs> going to say that some of the others, well, I'm not going to take it away from you. You say you- it. You, you, you've got it bang on doc like the rest <laughs> of the characters were just ridiculous they yeah, were ridiculous they were. and i kind of went for the ride but at the same time it felt a little cheesy and i was struggling with with some of those characters i just wanted a bit more nuance to them no well you're spot on because they, they were every single one was ridiculous every situation they were in ridiculous when there was a lineup of them they were all ridiculous um (laughs) every plot point was ridiculous so there is no saving grace for you know taking any of those seriously really yeah yeah Uh, true but there was so much um humanity in those two main ones that that drove the film and i thought they were the others were just meant to be caricatures so i I don't know that i I just didn't care about that i think you're right i think it's something that you would it would be very difficult to get away with for in a like a Hollywood anything, mm. you know, any sort of Hollywood production, um, I think people wouldn't be very forgiving of that. It feels like a European sensibility mm. to me, like a, a willingness to have these over-the-top characters that are sort of caricatures of all these people you've kind of met around town mm. um, that, I don't know, allow your story to... I don't know. Maybe it focuses you in on something more important at the center of it. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out still. Well, I think firstly, we're talking, you're right, it's very European. And the Europeans, let's face it, are more um, over the top than us in Australia. We're fairly reserved. They can be quite flamboyant and and, um, crazy characters. Uh, So that's what it is. Maybe we're just, you know, a little bit sort of reserved and just cringe a bit at that stuff, whereas they have no problems with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, even for them, I think the characters are ridiculous. But yeah. yeah. I mean, down to the fact that the bad guy, early on, you're going, mm. the guy who turns out to be the bad guy, spoiler alert for everyone, mm. um, he is uh, the fishmonger, right? And he's got these terrible teeth, like just <laughs> the worst, but obviously like makeup teeth just they're yellow and stained and there's green bits in the gaps and otherwise he's a pretty good looking dude right and you're like what what's with the teeth why and then you think wait a second this guy's going to end up being the bad guy and we're going to be okay with that because he's got bad teeth <laughs> you know <what laughs> did I mean? you pick him as the bad guy early no but i was thinking something's up with this guy's teeth and then when you get to that part then i couldn't stop thinking about the teeth you know <laughs> it's funny yeah yeah Look, what I really liked, and I'm interested with, in your opinion, is just the meticulous nature of the t- meticulous way they had attention to detail in this film. Like mm. everything just seems so well planned and orchestrated and executed. Yeah. Uh, so things totally agree. Look, you do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I placed it down. I don't know what your take on this is, but I sort of placed it down to the OCD nature of our main character. It's almost Mm. like the entire world takes on that 
status or that kind of reflection of his of his inner world because mm. everything is perfectly symmetrical he's got an amazing apartment like that whole record room that he has with all the music records stacked up that is yellow i think in the day and then turns pink at night when yellow you turn and the pink you're it's right it's incredible yeah. like what a cool set and just his his leather couches and th- that whole set is actually pretty amazing uh i i think a lot of time and effort went into the set design for this film which is what you pick you're picking up it's great yeah really the great. set design was that was going to be one of my highlights uh I thought it was just impeccable, just mm. just flawless throughout. Like you've got two main locations, one being the supermarket, the other being his apartment, and both were just designed to within an inch of their lives and it fits perfectly with his character because that's exactly what he would do. Yeah. If anything, I felt like I felt like parts of the apartment were a little too tasteful for him because there was nothing else about him that was that cool, but that was a cool apartment. Yeah, yeah, true. And how, how's just his the the habits and that he goes through during the day i know these some of these things are cliched but when you're 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 seeing him um brushing his teeth and doing all those daily rituals yeah the little details where he picks up a glass and puts it down and then like taps it or something to put it in into the right spot (laughs) yes or when he's gargling and you can tell that he's counting at the same time he keep, every, every time he looks at the watch while he's while he's yeah, doing yeah. it, he's got his five razors all lined up on one side and the different brushes on the other side or combs. It was pretty, yeah, it's pretty great. And, that's, and all- that's the sorts of details. If you're going to get into OCD stuff, like that's mm. what you need, right? Like that, that kind of makes it that level of detail, but they did it well. I could keep going on about great things. Anything that was disappointing, you, you, I don't think you're quite as sold as me so anything that you want to yeah. have a crack at uh, i found the first i reckon 20 minutes of this to be a bit hard to watch i mm-hmm. think it was because the filmmakers seemed so enamored by their characters and these caricatures that they spent a lot of time one at a time giving them little funny setups and mm-hmm. ways of bouncing off each other and showing sort of bouncing the characters against each other and to show how different they are and because they were such caricatures i just didn't really care for it it just didn't grab me it wasn't until that kind of 20 25 minute mark in where the body rocks up that i was like okay this is this is interesting now Mm. and i think i think you're right it's that strange strange decision of thomas to take the body out wrap her up and take her home like that that's what just flips the whole story and it goes from being a fairly bland little um you know story quaint village story to just like oh okay now we've got a murder mystery on our hands fun he takes her home like what sort of lunatic does that that's 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 more ridiculous than our murder berry win episode (laughs) absolutely i i expected also because he he lays her out on a table yes And you just, my mind started going, wait a second, is he about to get really strange? Like, is this about to get kinky in a, in a bad way? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But no, it's, of course not. It gets not. kinky in a good way instead. It's, it's where right. He just conducts his orchestra. That's right. You know, with her there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an oddball. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that, 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 just that first bit of the film was a bit hard on me. <laughs> I think I, I struggled with it. But once the, once the story mm. took off, it was pretty good. Was there anything for you that you thought wasn't amazing or could use work? I, I agree with you on the, those characters, especially early on. Like, I didn't really care 
or find them particularly funny the you know the outrageousness of the fishmonger or the the sexy butcher or or any of that but the i sexy butcher <laughs> <laughs> but i um who who we did, who wasn't um explored quite enough i didn't think relative to the other ones correct yeah i yeah. agree uh, but I forgave it for just what I felt was just wonderful filmmaking choices. The like the angles they they used, you know, just everything seemed to be thought out. There, there was um, when you had the shop staff talking to the customers, uh, it was like really in your face um, camera, and I, I don't know that that's was interesting and novel enough for me to just enjoy. Uh, thinking what you know, what choices lay behind the behind the whole thing. It was really well made, and a lot of that stuff is pretty flawless. Like it's it's hard to pick holes in the execution of it. Mm. Definitely, there was a couple funny moments that stood out to me. One of them was just the subtitles. There, there was a sec. There was one part in there where the guy, uh, one of the characters, says "amigo," I think, yeah. um, and the subtitle choice was "mate," and I just <laughs> thought that was hilarious. Being a Australian and just like you don't, it was so unexpected. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing they've got like an Englishman doing the um, subtitles potentially. Another great one, there's this issue with the cornflakes that comes up in the film and like it's pretty much the undoing of Thomas is that he cannot <laughs> leave the cornflakes. Like he knocks them over. He has to come back. He has to come back. Yeah, and he doesn't yeah. even knock the, bo- he just like, the box is just slightly off. And that's enough for him to almost like be completely undone. It was great. That's funny. It's funny. Honest, honestly, that is yeah. really funny. Yeah. Uh, he's t- uh, combing his hair with two combs at once. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. One for the uh, one for one side of the part, and one for the yeah. other side. That's classic. The best moment of the film. Yeah. Got the best moment of the film. Oh, for you. please, yes. Okay, this is the bit where I actually laughed out loud and just thought, "This is that's that is gold." So. There's a moment where the police get trapped inside like the back part of the alleyway behind the supermarket because <laughs> of the timing of like the, the garbage truck, which they cleverly set up in the first act and pays off in the last act. Very good. Very good filmmaking right there. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, they're stuck. And meanwhile, Thomas and Laura, I think, are trying to escape. And in slow motion with dramatic orchestral music going off, the sheriff, who is just the quirkiest, weirdest dude you've yeah, ever seen. He's funny. With one glass eye poking off to one side <laughs> and uh, the, this creepy little voice, he's yeah. getting out of the sheriff car in slow motion <laughs> while this music's <laughs> going off. And they play it for like so long. They just, because it's such a great shot. Anyway, yeah, that was the moment that 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 kind of had me. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but that reminded me of Antichrist. Oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> In the that's slow good. motion scene, uh, well, there's a couple, isn't there? Some slow motion scenes yeah. in Antichrist. Weird animal slow motion scenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same expression on his face as well. <laughs> no, I jumped for joy at that same moment. That was my favorite too. Yeah. Classic. Because it was set up, and you didn't, you 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 didn't think that that was a setup earlier on, did you? No. And, and no. then it paid off, and that's so beautiful when that happens. Yeah. Um, even though everything around the storyline, you know, leading up to that is utterly ridiculous, that was just beautiful, and that gave him the opportunity to get away. That sheriff, what a character! Where do you even find a guy like that? Oh, 
In a he, little village in Spain. In a little village in Spain. <laughs> he had a great quote. He described himself, I think, as a calm man, but one capable of doing anything for his true vocation and only love fishing. <laughs> I think that's close <laughs> that's right. to a direct quote. Yeah, that sounds right. That's classic. <laughs> uh, with yeah. the slow motion talk, you mentioned the music, and I thought the score was an absolute highlight of this. Do you have any mm. thoughts about that? No, I agree totally. I thought the use of the um, that orchestral mu- orchestral music is great. It really mm. lifts the whole thing. And uh, I can't remember the other music that's in it, honestly. All I can remember is that that music. Yeah, there's there's a lot of other music and music from memory that's used in different ways. And again, I'm going to get ahead of myself and go to the Reminds Me's, but at um, several moments, there's whole sequences that are basically shot like a silent film where you've got the, the old-style silent film type music mm-hmm. um, alongside his sort of... Uh, theatrics you know mr bean style you know no dialogue for long periods on end yeah um so yeah, sequences that's right. and they are really really well executed i think and they, and it's a, it's it's both the the acting the um the the choreography and the the score i think while i went i went for the ride for for, for most of these reasons that we're talking about Probably the series of choices got to me a little bit as well. Just that it seemed nonsensical, a lot Mm. of it. And also the fact that Laura would go along with most of it just seemed really hard to believe. I kind of of enjoyed that and I just also was annoyed by it. I I Mm. could go both ways with that. It's because she's decided for some reason to follow along with Thomas's plan, which is to not reveal that she's actually alive while everyone's assumed that she's dead mm-hmm. or missing. I think they, 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 they think she's missing. Yes, uh, they do. Because she wants to, because he wants to find out who her killer is. And really, actually, what he wants is to keep her around in his house for longer because he's enamored by her. Um, and she's, for some reason, going along with that. And I just, that, that one I found a little bit of a stretch. Well, it, it is a stretch and it's, yeah, it's completely ridiculous. I think when a film is hitting all the right notes and getting the laughs and uh, just making you happy, I don't mind about any of those things. Once you realise that anything is up for grabs and that we're not living in the real world here, then it's just a, a rollicking good ride. Look, I think you've got the right take on it. That's the way to look at it. You can't take it too seriously. It's not intended to be taken too seriously. And in fact, you should probably enjoy the things we've talked about, the solid filmmaking and that that kind of uh, relationship at the center of it all, because that's what it's all about. How about what it reminded you of? Or, or No, before we get to that, how about the ending? The ending ended, it ended on a cliffhanger of, of sorts. Run us through it again, because um, okay, the so details, is, are they clear in your head? They're clear in my head. Okay. He has been found out as some sort of a psychopath so and he's in jail uh so they've found him out she now is running off on her own and she gets to a fork in the road one way being i guess a future just free and easy and the other way there's a sign to the to the penitentiary where he is and she's there and she's clearly making the decision does she go and get him or does she <laughs> go off um Thelma and louise style and go off her own cliff classic uh, so yeah, that that's how it ends, and it just it doesn't 
doesn't solve it for you. It just leaves it leaves it open. I I love that. I like that too. I think that's in keeping with the rest of the film as well. Because mm. probably that decision is pretty ridiculous in it in its own right, but is also fun for what these two have come like what their relationship has come to be. So what 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 were you reminded of, Doc? You were asking me, but now I'm asking you back. Well, I've said silent film, so I don't even want to pick any out, but just generally the silent film oeuvre. Is that how you say it? Oeuvre? I think so. Yeah, French. I'm very yeah. multilingual. Estandard. Um, <laughs> Estandard. Uh, so there's that one. And, and also, just as a broad sweeping one, any of these dead body what do you do with it type movies that we've discussed before yeah um it's the same thing again as as again murderberry win that was also in the festival we've briefly talked about the ocd bathroom stuff that reminds me straight away of as good as it gets like i can't not think of that film and jack nicholson with his soap routine and the op- the locking the door over and over again uh, and not stepping on cracks because he will break his mother's back and all that, you know, ridiculousness. Like that that plays, uh, you know, obviously the Jack Nicholson one is has its own nuance. But this one, I think all of those little things work pretty well and they're fun. I think that's a good one. Probably my main my main movie that it reminded me of was A Clockwork Orange. Oh, okay. Um, so, Explain. well, I thought a, a lot of the vividness, like Clockwork Orange is very hyper real and you know with big colors big characters so that was consistent across both and you you add in the use of the classical music the score through it and many times i just felt i'm in the clockwork orange universe and you've got a a sort of semi-psychopath in there as well who's you know getting getting off on uh his classical music while he's (laughs) got this woman who he thinks is dead in front of him Absolutely. So, yeah, creepy, classical craziness. I love it. I had uh, Delicatessen in mind. Uh, I haven't seen Delicatessen. Tessen, it's on the list. Yeah, it's it's got it's a weirder film. It's got mm. you know um, troglodytes and weird weird shit going on. But uh, it also in a, in its own way has those larger than life characters and that European vibe going on. So I was I was thinking about that a little bit and. On another one that's um, less quirky but has that small European town thing happening is uh, Chocolat. I, was, I thought of that a little bit as well. Ah, um, interesting. Just in terms of like characters that bump into each other and the fate of the fate of them is all kind of in- intertwined on some level. Yeah, yeah. So not 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 quite as ludicrous as this one, but yeah, no, <laughs> but similar. Yeah, but still a little bit ludicrous. Like it has that flavour to it still. Yeah, yeah, true. But it's a beautiful film. It it's is. a beautiful film. It is. I love mate. it. <laughs> uh, it. It's almost a cliche to say, but the last one I'll mention is is when was Anderson. I, I feel that whenever a film is colourful and vivid, um, and and fast paced. And you symmetrical, just, and yes, yes, true, and and mm. beautifully designed. Yep. Uh, you think of Wes Anderson, so absolutely. I'm sure we'll we'll use Wes as a reference for other films as we get get along, but I think it's worth mentioning. I wrote Wes Anderson down as well because ah, I was thinking the same thing, particularly the pastel coloring, and the the symmetry of it all. It's very it felt very intentional and very Wes An- Wes Anderson in in its approach. I think we've. We've we've covered it. I could talk for hours about various quotes and everything that I loved, but I think that'll people will start to get bored. Do you have any any other final thoughts? 
Not really, other than uh, Austin Film Festival is delivering more surprises. And we've seen, what are we up to now? Four films? I don't know. Yeah, this is their fourth. Yeah, and they've all been really different from each other. And generally, they've been quite indie and low budget. This one doesn't have that feeling. Mm. It feel it's it feels like there's more money behind it, but uh, in the same but at the same time is is quite unusual and and indie in its own way. So it's 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 been quite a ride. I've I've been enjoying the variety. Yeah, this one surprised me. It it was kind of a perhaps because it's a, a an overseas film for the American audience. Yeah. Um. So it just had a different vibe about it, and I really enjoyed that too. Absolutely. And I'm maintaining that I think that the Austin Film Festival selection panel or judges are into films that are entertaining mm-hmm. and and have a, a little bit of a crowd pleaser element to them. Um, whether they're in like they're not not I'm not talking like big budget Hollywood cloud crowd pleasing, but they're not like uh, hard to watch, you know, head scratchers. Mm-hmm. They're they're quite easy to sit back and, and absorb. At least the ones that we've seen so far have all kind of been those sorts of films. Well, let's see what comes up. We're probably going to be surprised again. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the next ones will surprise us in that way. The next one is Reboot Camp, so that's our next episode. Uh, based on the the trailer, I don't think you'd expect some really. Um, uh, what, what do you what do you what do you say? Far from it. Not yeah. Not, it's not a deep thinking person's film <laughs> by that, the looks that, of it. That's right, but it looks like fun and we'll talk about it next, so uh, stay tuned. Absolutely. See you later, Doc. See you, Baron. <laughs>